Hey guys, it's Jisoo. Welcome back to the Head to Toe podcast. I'm super excited about today's solo episode, but before we get into this conversation, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review of this podcast on Spotify, Apple, or Google, and follow me on Instagram at healthwithjisoo, J-I-S-U. I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and let's get into it. When I was just asking you guys a bunch of questions on my Instagram, it really sparked today's episode, which is about the three things I started to do and the three things I've stopped doing that really elevated my life. And the first one is I bought an actual alarm clock and I stopped charging my phone in my bedroom. My old school alarm clock, it has this kind of calming peaceful melody that goes on with birds tripping in the background and just this warm toned light that comes on slowly over the course of 30 minutes and it really did change the game for me in terms of waking up and feeling energized and excited and it really did change the game in terms of me enjoying my mornings more and because I actually have a real alarm clock in my bedroom I don't need to have my phone with me in my room anymore. So what I do now is I put my phone, my charging station in a different room. It could be in your living room. It could be in your bathroom. It could be in the kitchen. It could be anywhere, but just don't keep it in your room. And I plug it into the wall. I put it on do not do not disturb. And I don't touch it for the last hour of my night. So when I'm winding down and I don't touch it for the first hour when I wake up. And I don't need to because I have my alarm clock that wakes me up and I get on with my day. I brush my teeth. I do all the morning routine stuff and I don't need to send anyone a text message. I don't need to check my emails. I don't need to go on social media and I don't have an excuse to because it's not in my bedroom. And for a lot of people that can be really helpful because a lot of the times we're not able to fall asleep because of the, the light that's always being emitted from our screens. And that actually reduces the production of melatonin in our brain, which is a hormone that really helps us feel sleepy and allows us to have a normal sleep and wake cycle. And a lot of the times, production of melatonin can be disrupted in, from our brains because of the light that is emitted from our phones. And so in the morning, I was really able to kind of have a more relaxing routine where I didn't touch my phone, I don't have an excuse to, and I go throughout my day in the morning just having this really calm and more invigorating process instead of touching my phone in the very first thing in the morning. And I would highly recommend that anyone do this. It doesn't even matter if you have a good relationship with your phone, if you don't touch your phone that much. It really just does change the game in terms of having strict boundaries that are really good for both your mental health and for your morning hygiene. The second thing that I started doing that really elevated my life was I started eating a predominantly whole food plant-based diet. And this started about seven months ago, eight months ago, last year and around April. That's when I started really getting interested in whole food plant-based eating And this process did not happen overnight. I was actually vegetarian in middle school after watching one of those documentaries, you know, that came out back then, maybe in like 20, 
2010, and it was this documentary about the things that would happen in the an- animal and dairy agricultural system and how our meat meat was processed and all of that stuff. And I was horrified, and it was more for moral reasons. And so I was vegetarian for about a year, but my family back then had a lot of resistance against it and they would constantly tell me like, oh my gosh, how are you going to get your protein? You're going to die. You're going to have nutritional deficiencies and you need to be eating meat. Um, and so because of all of that pressure and because I was swimming so many hours a day and I was so young, I was in middle school and I didn't really know what I was doing in terms of my nutrition, I kind of switched back towards eating meat again. But I always had that conscious in the back of my mind ever since I was very young. And I always was very drawn to the moral reasons of not eating meat. But it was just a process throughout college where I didn't really think about it again. And it wasn't until I started digging deeper into whole food plant-based eating. And what I mean by whole food plant-based is having whole fruits and vegetables and eating nutrient-dense foods that come from the source itself, like a potato, a red bell pepper, rice, beans, tofu, and having more minimally processed foods. And I'm not trying to demonize foods and say things are good or bad or label different ingredients as good or bad for your health. And I'm not trying to guilt trip anyone who is eating a certain way. That is not my intention at all. I just really want people to be inspired to take care of their health if they are interested in that. And for me, last year when I really got into taking care of my personal health through the way that I was eating and not striving for perfection as in being 100% vegan because I tried that multiple times in the past and because I always quote failed at being 100% vegan, I thought I almost didn't deserve to be vegan. But mindset has really shifted to not having a perfection mindset, but really having a progress mindset. And so I just started incorporating more and more whole food plant-based meals and substituting meat out of my diet. And the reason I don't, I choose not to eat meat anymore is a whole nother topic and a whole separate conversation. But if you look at the areas across the world, these five regions across the world called the Blue Zones. And these five places in the world called the Blue Zones are where people live to over a hundred years old. And there's many people that live over a hundred years and they are vibrant, healthy, mentally functioning. And some of these places are Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Nicoya, Costa Rica, and Loma Linda, California. And in these places, what really ties all of these regions together is the way that they eat. They don't count their calories, they don't really take vitamins, they don't weigh protein grams, and they don't even read labels. They celebrate food and they really love love the food that they're eating. And 95% of their diet is from a whole food plant-based diet, whether that be beans, rice, tortillas, different types of vegetables and fruits, they really incorporate nutrient-dense foods that come directly from the ground. And so I would really encourage you guys to incorporate more foods that are nutrient-dense, and that can just even be breakfast. 
starting with breakfast or starting with lunch or starting with dinner and really choosing to put yourself first and put your nutrition first and really focusing on the longevity. Because as you know, or you may not know, a lot of the chronic diseases that are plaguing America are heart disease, cardiovascular diseases, stroke, diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's, a lot of these chronic diseases can be helped and alleviated by eating a very nutrient-dense, whole-food, plant-based diet. So that has really changed my life, and it's given me so much joy to cook and enjoy having flavor in my food and seeing so many colors. And if there's one tip I could give out to people, it's just to choose one vegetable, one vegetable a week, and incorporate through your meals. And to start with the rainbow, start with the color red, start with orange, yellow, blue, purple, green. Just have fun with it and just play. Play with your food. Look up different ingredients. Follow different YouTubers. Follow different podcasts. Get really inspired by people who are just eating a vibrant food. Really has given my soul a different level of vibrancy and a different level of vitality that I don't know how to explain. But shifting towards a more whole food plant-based diet has really elevated my life in terms of my health, my longevity, and just how I feel about what I am eating and putting into my body and knowing that it is A, sustainable for environment, B, it is, I feel morally amazing about it knowing that the food that I'm eating is not harming any other animals or any other living beings and third of all knowing that the food that I'm eating is medicine and is healing my body and it is allowing me to live a long and healthy and vibrant life it is just so fulfilling to eat this way and it just gets me super excited and so don't worry I'm going to be having a whole separate conversation but I definitely wanted to point that out Third thing that I wanted to mention that I started doing that has really changed the game for me in my health journey is starting therapy. Oh my goodness, therapy has really transformed and changed my life for the better. I just want to encourage any of you guys that have started started therapy, tried it in the past, and it didn't work out for you. I know where you're coming from because... This is actually my second time starting therapy, and my first experience wasn't that great. And there were three reasons why I think therapy didn't work out for me in the beginning, and I, and it might be a reason why it didn't work out for you if you've tried it in the past. The first thing is I used therapy as more of a vent session and a complaining session instead of a way to kind of wrap up the work that I had been doing throughout the week. And what I mean by that is I would just go into these sessions kind of unloading all of my problems, but not really having a direction and not really having a focus and a purpose and an intention behind my therapy sessions. And because I didn't have a direction and I didn't have a focus and it was more of a a venting session, it wasn't getting anywhere. There was no progress. And so I wasn't really able to progress in my therapy sessions because it wasn't going anywhere because I wasn't really focused on what I wanted to get out of it. 
And the second reason why I think therapy didn't work for me that ties in with the first is that I wasn't doing the work outside of my sessions. I would just show up once or twice a week. I wouldn't do the work in terms of journaling, in terms of processing the emotions that I felt throughout the week, asking questions for myself, really doing the inner work that is required outside of my sessions. And I feel so strongly about this because the work shouldn't start in my therapy sessions. It really starts out of the sessions. And when I started to really practice and almost treat it like homework as something that I made a commitment to do throughout the week before my sessions, that's when it really changed the game. And that's when I really started to see therapy working in my life and when it really became helpful in tackling the issues that I wanted to deal with. So that's something that I think maybe a hindrance or a reason why therapy didn't work out the first time for you or it definitely was the reason why it didn't work out for me the first time. The third reason is that I just didn't click with my therapist and that's totally fine. You don't feel 100% comfortable with your therapist. It is completely fine to find a new one and find someone that really clicks and works with you. And I promise there's someone out there that is really going to make you feel comfortable and 100% yourself and is really going to just be in line with the way that you kind of move and groove and the type of encouragement you need. If you don't feel 100% comfortable with your person, it is totally fine and you are in no way obligated to continue um, with that person. It's honestly for the best interest for both of you to kind of maybe let that go and find someone that really works for you and I would highly encourage that you find someone that you really click with and that really understands where you want to go and makes you feel your best because the therapist that I'm seeing now makes me feel absolutely amazing and she knows how to push me she knows not to give any type of BS. She was so real and honest with me, an incredible supporter and cheerleader. I am so grateful to feel so connected with the therapist I have now. So those are the three things that may be a reason why it didn't work out for you the first time. It doesn't even matter if you're going through a difficult season in your life or if you're in the best season of your life. I think therapy can be wonderful for people who are in the best state of mind or in the best season of their life because that is when you are really open to anything. You really allow yourself to be honest and vulnerable and to just work on parts of yourself that you know could always need working on because we are all human and we all are a work in progress. I personally want to be the best version of myself so I can be the best version to other people. For me and my health journey, taking care of my mental health and seeking professional help was an absolute game changer. All right, now that we talked about the three things that I started doing that really changed my life, I want to mention the three things I stopped doing that elevated my life. The first thing that I stopped doing is I stopped wearing makeup. I know, I know, hold your horses, don't start attacking me, I know what you're thinking, just hear me out. When when it was the pandemic hit and we were all at home, I'm sure a lot of you guys understand, you were just in your PJs, I was just in my PJs, relaxing, not wearing makeup, not really caring, you know, what I looked like. I didn't, I kind of just relaxed and did whatever, right? But when I started going out again, I made a conscious decision to stop wearing makeup as much. It was because I noticed that makeup 
before the pandemic hit had started becoming less about enhancing my features and making me feel good about myself and I started to wear more and more and more makeup in terms of putting on false eyelashes putting on a ton of concealer for whatever acne scars I may have doing all of these things because I almost felt that my bare face or my naked face my natural face didn't look like me anymore if that makes any sense I almost preferred and was used to my face with a full face of makeup. And it came to a point where I didn't feel confident about myself without makeup. I almost looked not unrecognizable, but do you, you guys know what I'm saying, right? Like when you take off your makeup at the end of the day, you almost feel naked and I don't know, just completely bare. And I started to notice that I didn't feel beautiful enough if I didn't have makeup when I would go out and see friends or I would have a special event. And when I made that conscious decision to stop wearing concealer and all of these makeups to hide my flaws and to really recognize and appreciate myself for the way that I am, the way that I was created, I realized how messed up our society is in telling us what we need to be doing in order to be beautiful or quote-unquote beautiful enough and when I really let my guard down it was a liberating feeling it really allowed me to say to the world and to other people in my life like this is who I am this is the most authentic version of who I am and I'm not gonna let society make me feel less about myself because I don't fit a certain type of image based on what society deems as worthy. Like, I am already worthy with or without makeup, and I know that, but it wasn't until I actually stopped wearing makeup and I really proved to myself by not doing that and going out to special events and seeing people without makeup on, when I really believed that, not only mentally, but actually through my actions, that's when it really started making me feel like I was actually taking ownership of my own image in a sense. I would really challenge you guys to as well, just take a morning, an evening, one day off, it could be the weekend, or just challenging yourself to, you know, when you meet up with a friend or go out to an event to not wear makeup at all and see how that makes you feel really question the thoughts that go on in your mind of doubting yourself or making you feel that you're not good enough without makeup. Obviously, there's times where I still feel a little bit insecure if I have an acne, but on those days where I do feel insecure, I feel even more empowered to go out and say, no, I'm human and this is what it means to be normal. I'm going to accept that I have an acne on my forehead, that I don't feel super confident about my eyebrows or not having one perfect shade of skin because that is human and that is beautiful and that is acceptable. My self-worth is not based on my face. It is based on how I make people feel and I am so more concerned about that and when I started shifting my attention and more on how I was making people feel and encouraging them and less on how my face was looking, I stopped beautifying myself in other aspects. I started accepting my natural straight black hair. I stopped wearing contacts and wearing my glasses more. I really stopped doing things that I didn't even realize I was just doing for other people and actually recognizing what I was doing for myself. 
that is the first thing that I stopped doing that really did elevate my life and really challenge myself to be the most authentic version of myself and to really take ownership of myself and say, this is who I am. This is me. I'm human and I'm flawed and that's beautiful. And I'm not going to be this perfect person. I'm not going to be this perfect no, oh, what am I saying? I'm not going to be this picture-perfect version that you want me to be with this flawless skin and this image of who I'm supposed to be. Like, I'm just going to accept myself for who I am, and either you take it or you leave it. So I would just empower you guys to spend one day, spend a week, spend an evening, spend an afternoon just without makeup and see how that makes you feel and recognize, like, you are enough without that. Like, you are still beautiful without that. I could go on a whole other rant about this, but I won't do that. Uh, But I just wanted to share that that was something that really did elevate my life. And I know it could be a little bit controversial and you may not agree with me, but just see how you feel and just see the thoughts and questions that come up when you don't wear makeup. The second thing that I stopped doing and also might be controversial is I stopped going to the gym. I'm not saying I stopped working out. I'm just saying I've stopped going to an actual gym. And I think a huge part had to do with the pandemic. And a lot of people also can feel the same way. But before I used to go to the gym, do a one hour workout, get my workout in and then go on with my day. Right. But my mindset has really shifted towards more functional and natural ways to move because going back to the blue zones where the longest living people are living, they don't have a gym. They don't have a gym membership. What they do is they just naturally move throughout the day. They're either gardening, they're walking to different places, walking to the market, cleaning the dishes, moving throughout their day, walking up the stairs, sitting up and down, getting up from the the floor, really finding ways to be active throughout the day instead of kind of just squeezing in a one-hour workout. For me, I was just doing an hour workout at the gym and then spending the rest of the hours of my day, like eight hours, just sitting in front of a computer and studying. And that's not good for my circulation. That's not good for my joints. That's not good for my back. That's not really the way that we were made to move as well. As humans, we were made to constantly be moving and be functioning throughout the day. And when I stopped going to the gym and paying 30 plus dollars every single month and paying that fee and instead of focusing on how I can naturally move throughout the day what I mean by that is walking to the market walking my dog in the morning taking six flights of stairs when I'm volunteering at the hospital instead of taking the elevator walking down the stairs when I'm parked in a garage just doing little tiny things throughout the day, hiking with my friends out in nature, walking along the beach, or asking my girlfriends to go on a walk with me instead of sitting down and grabbing lunch sometimes. You guys get the gist, right? I stopped spending so much time commuting to the gym and coming back. It's a whole ordeal, right? What I do now is I just work out in my living room with a 10-pound with two pairs of 10-pound weights or one pair of 10-pound weights. And I do a quick 30-minute workout and I put it on my TV screen. I spend 30 minutes in my living room. There is a no commute time and I just jump straight into the shower afterwards. I don't have to drive anywhere. It's so quick and easy and it's efficient. It's cost-friendly. I bought an annual prescription to this platform And it ends up being like $10 a month, which is so much cheaper than a gym membership. 
I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to worry about other people looking at me, feeling self-conscious. I can wear whatever I want. I can blast the music as loud as I want. And I know that's different for everyone. And some people love the energy of the gym and that's their safe space. And I totally respect that. But for people who feel like they need to go to the gym to be healthy, that is not the case. And instead, finding ways to naturally move throughout your day by taking the stairs, by taking your dog on a walk, by walking to the grocery store if it's a mile away instead of driving, doing things that are active throughout your day and moving functionally instead of just squeezing a one-hour workout, that has really changed the game for me in feeling more alive and feeling more practical about the way that I move and seeing movement as more of a lifestyle instead of just something that I'm squeezing in one hour every single day, if that makes sense. Okay, so the last thing that I wanted to mention that I stopped doing that has really changed the game for me is I stopped fearing failure. And what I mean by that is I stopped letting the fear of failure prevent me from doing things that I have always wanted to do and to let go of the perfection mindset. If you guys know Enneagrams, I'm obsessed with Enneagrams and I highly recommend taking this. It's kind of like a personality test. And for me, I'm a type three or an achiever. So for me, I'm very focused on success or the outcome of things. And that has really prevented me from doing a lot of things in my life that I've always wanted to do. To do, But when I started shifting my mindset to focus on the process rather than the result, that was really when I had so much freedom to pursue creative outlets that I never would have imagined or allowed myself to do. And when I stopped fearing failure and instead just saw the process as a fun experiment, that's when life became so much more joyful and fun and exciting. And I'll give some examples about this. So last year when I was taking a gap year and I graduated from college and I deleted my social medias, I decided to start a YouTube channel. And I'd always wanted to start a YouTube channel. I'm sure a lot of you guys also dreamed of being a YouTuber and vlogging your days. And I had filmed multiple videos throughout college and I never had the guts to share them. But I decided last year, I just decided, you know what? I'm going to stop fearing the judgment and fear of failure of, oh, what if it doesn't work out? What if I don't need to get... Or I would have the mindset that if I started something, it had to be successful. And that prevented me from starting in the first place. And when I started started to shift my mindset of, let's just experiment and see what happens. Let me just try this out and see if this is really what I want to do. So I started creating videos. I started making videos, started filming, started editing. And as fun as it was in the process, the more I got into it and the more experience I had in the process of video of doing YouTube videos and really being a YouTuber... I realized it wasn't for me and I stopped romanticizing it. I stopped romanticizing the life of a YouTuber because I saw the hard work and grit that goes behind the scenes of the process of filming and I stopped romanticizing the lifestyle of it. It's not all that I thought it would be. By letting go of the perfection mindset and letting go of the fear of failure and the fear of what if this doesn't work out, 
it didn't work out and I no longer have my YouTube channel and I realized this is not for me and this is not something I want to pursue. And that's totally fine. And that is the fun of it, right? That's the fun of life and figuring out what you want and what you don't want to do. But I think there's just so much pressure nowadays to to kind of commit to something. And if you want to start a creative endeavor, whether that be YouTube, whether that be a business, whether that be something creative in your life or exciting in your life, that you have to follow through with it and that it has to be successful. You know, that it has to be a successful successful business. It has to be a successful friendship, whatever that may be, right? And the fear of failure or the fear of it not becoming what we dream of it becoming, that can really prevent us from starting something creative or starting something that we've always wanted to do. And when life becomes more about experimenting and less about results and having to do the right thing and always having to be perfect, either being successful or failing at things, and when life is more about just going with the flow and figuring out what works and doesn't work for you, it's so much more invigorating and freeing and liberating and yeah just a more liberating process and it has allowed me to really branch out and try things that I never thought I would try. Once you get started with something you stop romanticizing it and it starts becoming real and you start realizing is the hard work worth the effort that I'm putting in? So that is an encouragement that I would give you guys. If you've wanted to start something, if you wanted to start writing a book, wanted to publish your poetry, start drawing more, wanted to paint, wanted to start your own business, wanted to start your own bracelet company, it could be a shift in your career. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just experiment. Don't let the fear of failure stop you from doing something you have always wanted to do. That is the last message that I have for today's solo episode. These are just things that have really elevated or changed the game for me. And I would love to know if any of you guys have felt the same way about them or if you felt inspired to start one of these things. Whatever it may be, I would love to hear from you guys and whether or not you guys like these solo episodes and you want me to do them more often. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate if you subscribed If you left a review on Apple, Spotify, or Google, and you followed me on Instagram at healthwithjisoo, J-I-S-U. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.